Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello, Ross Nation, and welcome back to the flagship show. Uh, I'm back, Dan, and as ever, the big man Murph is here. Murph, good evening. How are you? Good evening. Good to be back. We're in a bit of a last-minute hiatus last week, Sorry. so, yes, so apologies. Days. Yeah, you, you had a bit of a bit of a tough one, didn't you? And oh, uh, yeah. and I was uh, <laughs> so I planned to record from um my hotel room in london and um it was fine time or schedule and everything and then um got to the room and there was absolutely nowhere to pod (laughs) (laughs) there wasn't even a desk in this room uh it was literally like just a bed and that was it uh there was a bed yeah you know something about imagery and doing it on my own it would have been creepy if, if you'd been there i'd have done it and then we could have uh sort of pads you it, start drifting off like that midway through <laughs> could have happened as well it'd been it'd been a long day uh, up until that point so i just thought let's just uh push it till next week we could have some fun uh yeah. this week so yeah but how are you are you doing uh doing all good on a monday i'm doing good yeah, yeah. little one's birthday last week so Amazing. out and about doing lots chisholm as it is yeah three-year-old now so yeah, terrible freezer here. Terrible yeah. teams are gone. It never gets better. Three so. majors. She is that indeed, mate. She is that indeed. Ah. But it's all good fun. They're never free again, are they? So take it, roll with it. Yeah, I've got that coming so. up. My boys three next month. So yeah, I'm, I'm nice. right there with you, my friend. <laughs> nice, nice. So um, what we're going to do today, I guess, there's a couple of things to lead off with. But um, Murph, fantasy football playbook. 
yeah. two pictures of you with it in your hand. It is I mean, now yeah. tangible. There it is. There it is. Look at, Look at that. It's a whopper. All that copy and paste in he done. Yeah, exactly. All that <laughs> all that work of, of Nick. He did half of it twice, right? I did do half of it twice, <laughs> over half of it twice, yeah. Uh, over half of it was done twice, but we got there. Um, we got there in the end. It's out a bit later than expected, but it's it's so good to to have it out. And uh, yeah, lots of people bought it. So thank you so much for supporting the podcast yeah. and supporting me and and everything with that. Um, gonna, I'm doing an awesome prize league. So anyone who buys a copy of the book um, yeah. is going to be entered into a league. Uh, so at the yeah. moment, it's just a group. I haven't actually created the league. I don't know when I'm going to cut this off. I'm thinking it's probably going to be in the next two weeks. Um, uh-huh. But I'm going to, if book sales keep going and people keep buying, then I'll just extend it. Like I'm yeah. all for having like a really big league. Like it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter to me. We'll just put some more prizes in. So um, it's going to be some signed merch. I've teased that the first piece of signed merch is a Deontay Johnson signed jersey. Awesome. That's here in my house, by the way. So it's here. I've got it. Um, so there's no worries about like delays or anything on that. We're going to make a winner's plate. Um, oh, so a winner's plate with stands so that they can uh, have something tangible to say that they won this book. Yeah. Uh, and that's basically, it's it's like a, a reading comprehension exercise. Whoever can read the book <laughs> the best. Stands the best chance. Well, because it's interesting because everyone's going to be playing literally out of the same book. <laughs> so it's who interprets the information the best. Um it comes up with something a bit different, so and that and that's kind of the point. Is people people have joked about well, what if we're all using the same rankings? I doubt you're going to use the same rankings. One because the rankings are slightly out of date anyway, um, and there is a folder. So when you buy the book, um, there is a folder that you'll have access to latest rankings, latest charts, updates, anything I do that's related to data in the book, I'll update and uh, um, I've put some ADP stuff in there from the oh. ADP. Um, experts and players that i talk about that forms the top 100 uh we those drafts still go on so i just update the data i'm probably gonna do a few more mock drafts i'm gonna put in there um just to get a really good um good overall adp so that you can go into drafts even better because the problem with adps on platforms and they're useful mm-hmm. when they actually they become a self-fulfilling prophecy to a degree yeah. where people um just draft off the ADP of the platform and therefore... I've always wanted to do it listed alphabetical, lose the ADP and you can do that now I believe on Sleeper as well. Yeah, you can, you can which um, I think is more of a challenge but I think it's a lot more interesting because I think the ADP kind of drives auto-picks in the sense of not just automatically... You look at those five or six in that bracketed area and pick the best guy from there, right? Well, you pick whoever's got the highest ADP from there because yeah. that person's less likely to come back and actually is that necessarily the right way to play? So what this ADP is doing is actually a more truer reflection of what ADP will and should be. And more importantly, the ADP is quite good for those charity leagues that aren't too wacky. Yeah. So not Scott Fishbowl, but for Warrior Bowl, I know it's tight and premium, so you can have to skew it a little bit. Warrior Bowl, FFCC again, it's best bought and tight and premium. But again, it's super flex. But again, you kind (laughs) of, you just have to, if you can kind of, no quarterbacks are going to drive up the board. The rest of it kind of all filters in together in terms of the player ranks, and and mm-hmm. it's a good guide to build your your tiers off. I should say. We should so talk like, about the previous show looking at your own rankings. It's all about Murph has them. And you can go online and find an endless supply of people's rankings, but it's about actually amalgamating them and forming your own, and yeah. that's the basis point to, to start with, I guess. And I think the ADP data in there is pretty good because it tells you 
how our combined pool of players is, and we're talking about analysts from some of the top sites in the world, as well as also players who play in multiple. When I say multiple, we're talking about minimum 10 plus leagues, some of them play in as many as 50, 60 leagues uh, are drafting in, in in those ranks. So you're getting a consensus, but you can also split them. So you can yeah. look at the data by just the analysts, just for the players, and you can see how they're ranking. And are there any spikes in trends? Because that's what we okay. want to track. The data's month by month. So we can see any spikes in trends. Has someone all of a sudden jumped <laughs> up in the last three months or the last two months? Or is someone really awesome. falling back? And that, that's the reason I kind of do it. I want to look at the trends, who yeah. who people are fading and who people are um so there's a lot of data in there, um, and you'll get access to that if you buy the book. Do buy it now. It's on sale on Amazon, and not just actually physically on sale, but Amazon have been kind enough to knock 15% off the price, which doesn't hit our margin. It only hits Amazon. So uh, take advantage. I don't know how long it's going to be live for. Could go, the, price, the price has fluctuated in each of the last three days. Okay. Um, only by like 30 pence. Yeah. But it's kind of, it went up 30 pence. It's gone down 10p today. Um, so take advantage now because if not, it's going to go up like I think it's two pounds fifty three pounds off the price. It's, it is significant. Decent saving, yeah, yeah. So it's a decent saving. So take advantage uh, now, and don't forget to leave us a, a review. All reviews are welcome. Um, and then just send me the receipt when you buy it, uh, because when you buy it, uh, I'll add you to the prize league I talked about. And there's going to be more signed goods. There's going to be more signed uh, jerseys and stuff like that. So there's going to be lots of cool stuff ahead. Superb. Um, next thing we'll talk about is the Podathon. Yes. So I already mentioned on here a few weeks ago I'm going to be on it, but there is also a, a surprise now that you are going to be on the Podathon now. After yes. Me. yes. It's going to be very uh, complimentary, similar, maybe. I we'll have to we'll uh, mix it up happens. a bit. <laughs> yeah. You'll love it. It's great fun. Um, I'm looking so forward to Check it. us out. I'm going to be on at 8.30 on Sunday, you're going to be on 9.30 on Sunday. Yep. Um, so it's going to be a good crack. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, yeah, just join in, support the pod. And I think Sandwich Between Us is the fantasy wildcard, which we've both been on. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it's us, then it's Mags, and then it's, it's me, then it's Mags, and it's you. I um, found out I've got a very special guest, which I'm excited about, who's joining me. Um who is an excellent fantasy player, runner-up in a previous Scott Fishbowl himself, all the way from South Africa, Mr. Uh, Kurt Halliday is joining me from South Africa. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I'm excited. Awesome. Um, yeah, he messaged me today or yesterday or some point to say that he is uh, on at the same time as me, which is a happy day. So yeah. I'm looking that's, forward because we're in the King's Classic together and we're good friends. So we'll have a lot of banter, a lot of fun on our segment. You'll have a lot of fun on your segment. So I'm sure you I'm can not. get 90 minutes of uh, five-year rush on Sunday as a bonus. And then you've got Mags of the Fantasy Wildcard and give him all your love and support as well because he's a cracking dude. Um, and if you've not listened to the Fantasy Wildcard podcast, then go check it out. Your episode must be coming out at some point soon, Dan. It's been recorded. Um, it's a better lineup than you had. So I'll be expecting that top spot. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll see. Well, you, well, did you get Derek Henry in the fourth round as well? No, I didn't know. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, it was that long ago. I can't remember now, to be honest with you. But, no. uh, it, I'm still top spot. It's been two and a half months. It's are. been quite lonely at the top. I'm expecting Luke Shawhook to hey, knock me off. We'll take a, we'll a five-yard one-two. Mm. We'll settle for that, right? 
Absolutely. Absolutely got to happen. Um, And the last thing to touch upon is the five yards FFCC. It's uh, an update and it could well be our last update. So what is the update? The update is that we have 252 people uh, seated in the uh, Which is no feet in itself. (laughs) It's It's been something I've been working on with a book launch. I don't recommend doing those two things at the same time ever again. So if someone... Uh, if someone tells me to do it again, I'll probably just say no. Um, yeah, so we have 252 people in their seat, which is awesome. Um, there's just four spots remaining, and we're going to give away those four spots tonight on this show. There was two. Um, well, originally there was three. Right. I boo-booed <laughs> and missed someone. <laughs> Miscounted? Uh, yes. So I gave one of the spots. Um to to the person who I said was in yeah. and had not included. I don't know how I missed it. I just missed it. It's an admin issue. Um, but two people have not taken their seats. They received sufficient warnings to take their seats and did not. Uh, that went yeah. out yesterday. So we've gone from two, three to two to four. So we have four spots. So that's what we're giving away. And these are the final spots. I will still recommend people to sign up, even if you do not get a spot. Because you never know who doesn't turn up for the draft. Because if they do not turn up and draft within the first four hours, they are booted from the tournament and then they're replaced. Last year, there was two. Only had two timeouts in the whole That's tournament. Awesome. Yeah. Um, which, was, which was great. So I'm um, hoping for better than that this year. But at worst, the same numbers. So there is always still a final hope, but the four spots we're going to give away tonight. And we asked people to, two weeks ago, we asked people to we write did. questions. Um, I put that form up this week. We got some good questions. We got some really good questions. So interesting I to, questions. Yeah, I think so. Good <laughs> strategy questions. And I didn't want to ask, I didn't want to put it up too far in advance because then people would just forget and they won't tune in. So yeah. I wanted to make sure people were engaged and were following Twitter. <laughs> I told them where to find them. We tweeted it out a few times. You retweeted, I retweeted. We put it on the main yeah. account. But it was pinned to my tweets uh, for half a week or so. Um, we got uh, quite a lot of entries. Um, so we filtered them down. Um, and yeah, how, how do you want to do this? I think that the, the first four or the four we're going to give the spots to, I, I think so, yeah. So should we get into it? Yeah. So these four first people, winner. these four run. people are going to get the spots. How we determine this? Purely on the quality of the question. It's purely yeah, on the quality of the question. Like. Questions that we like the best and yeah. uh, and posted. So without further ado, I'm just going to bring my keyboard in here um, just to do some control V option. Yeah. <laughs> so. First question. First up. Oh, hello. Hello. There we go. Rob Williams at Rob underscore LB67 asks, on draft day, what sort of criteria do I use to decide when choosing between an average slash poor offense's number one wide receiver, such as Brandon Cooks or Amari Cooper, uh, and a good offense's number two or three receiver? And in this example, he provides Mike Williams or Chris Godwin and a very polite thank you. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, thank you. Love politeness. And uh, as a result, Rob, you'll, you'll be in the uh, FFCC. Congratulations. So I will drop you a DM uh, afterwards, and I've got your sleeper, so I'll uh, add you into the appropriate division as well. So um, it's it, this is, for me, a really interesting question because I think depending on who you speak to, I think the answer is very different, which is why I like the question because I don't think there's a yeah. 
a hard and fast answer, which yeah. I guess for some people is like, well, I want a definitive answer. And I think a lot of it depends how you play the game. But I think we've talked this about... This screams to me adversity to risk. Exactly that. It, <laughs> yeah. And you and I are very similar. You know, we are slightly risk-averse players yep. um, who are prepared to take a risk at, at certain stages of the draft, depending on who we have drafted. And there's a lot of criteria that kind of steps away from this. And that's... Um, who you've already drafted, uh, yep. who's already on your team. The value uh, at which they fall into you as well, I guess. value they fall into, what's the ADP. Yep. You know, there's lots yep. of different criteria that isn't in this question. But having said that, and I guess that's why he's asking, what is the criteria to choose? So when I looked at this question, there were a few things that jumped out at me. The first, the first one is the kind of range that you're going to be picking these players in. So mm-hmm. you've listed here, uh, Rob, like Cooks, Cooper, Mike Williams, Chris Godwin. They're all in a similar-ish range of about a round, a round and a half of of ADP. So for me, what I'm looking at here is I'm looking at the type of offense and then I'm looking at the volume. A volume for me is probably the biggest dictator of where I'm going to lean in, in drafts. So for me, someone like Mike Williams is far lower in my rankings than they will be in other players' rankings because, for me, volume is the most important. Mm -hmm. And I don't see a path to Mike Williams getting the kind of volume he got last year. Um, Whereas I see someone like Brandon Cooks, he's got very little competition for targets. So I I always tear these. So for me, Amari Cooper is a very difficult player to pick. And these are just examples because we don't know what that quarterback situation looks like. So you have to always move Amari Cooper back until we know what's going on with Sean Watson. But, you know, we're thinking number one wide receivers. We're thinking here, Brandon Cooks. We're thinking uh, either an Amon St. Brown, Sash, Jameson Williams, um, Michael Thomas. Uh, these are the sorts of wide receiver ones that all fall into this this sort of group. It's it's about the volume. So it's about how much. Brandon Cooks... I guess on the flip side, the twos and threes, you're looking at people like Adam Robinson and people like that as well in here. Exactly. Similar so those wide those wide receiver twos again. You look at the Chris Godwin is an immediate outlier to these wide receiver two threes because he has a huge amount of volume. His question is health when he's likely to come back. Um, but we we've seen Chris Godwin has returned wide receiver three overall numbers in 2019, and we know that he has locked volume in that is as good as most teams' wide receiver ones because yeah. they're going to yeah. throw the ball a lot. Whereas I look at people like Williams. Um, so it's the type of receiver as well. So, you know, I think Alan Robinson's going to get a good amount, but is he really going to get the same amount of volume as, say, Brandon Cooks? No, because he's it's all going to go to Cooper Cup. Yep. Um, same with Hunter Renfro. Um, mm. You know, there's lots of players in, in that sort of range. So... I think for me, my criteria between choosing Brandon Cooks and sort of some of the wide receiver twos is the range you're going to get these players in and the way that you're going to build your roster is more important in terms of how many wide receivers you're going to draft, where you're going to draft them, where does your quarterback fit in. If you start with, say, three running backs in the first four rounds and you take a quarterback in round say five or six then mm-hmm. you go in the first six rounds with maybe two wide receivers is brandon cooks going to be your wide receiver too or do you want something that might be uh a, a more upside 
sort of shot because it is a wide receiver too. See, you and I are very risk- the floor. Right. So you and I are very risk averse type players. So we would easily lean towards Brandon Cooks. And I feel very comfortable taking Brandon Cooks yep. as my wide receiver too. And I'll just yep. put that on the bench because he's got no hope of making a wide receiver. It's 12 points every week. If not more. Yeah. Um, so. And I think he's never, he's never going to be a wide receiver one, but I don't need no. him to be wide receiver one. If he performs at a wide receiver two level, I'm happy. Where yeah. some players will look at that and go, I want to shoot for the moon and I want to pick up like an Adam Thielen or I want to pick up um, a Mike Williams who can go off and have a huge day. And he returned wide receiver one numbers he last did. year. Yeah. So it's part of it's the type of player you are. I, I will always chase the volume. The volume to me is probably the largest indicator of, of success. So I will always chase volume players. And so Amari Cooper for me is, is a massive tear down on some of the wide receiver two guys because I don't think the volume is there as it currently stands. It could change. And if it does change, he's in a fantastic position. Exactly. And I expect him to excel. Um, and then and then the other part of that is where you start selecting. So say you're going to pass on Brandon Cooks and you look at the rest of the tier of the poor to average wide receiver ones. For me, Brandon Cooks sits a tier above everyone in that range. Mm-hmm. If Brandon Cooks goes... I might be more inclined to take a wide receiver too because the mm-hmm. volume on the others won't be as good. So I think I look at like Amari Cooper, or I look at uh, a few other players there and think, mm, I might punt and take a Mike Williams, a Chris Godwin, uh, an Alan Robinson, because I think actually they might be a better player. Michael Thomas. I might. Michael Thomas is, is sort of, the, he's an di- interesting one because he's not done anything for two years, but do you plump and take Michael Thomas over those players? It's kind of because he carries a big risk, but he also carries that reward. The, the wide receiver one on a poor team I'm going to throw out there is, is going to be Drake London because he has the target opportunity in Atlanta. Yeah. And so much have- unknown. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PREP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis people who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. But that is a real shoot for the moon in my eyes because the opportunity is he can get 150 targets in that offense. Absolutely. But he is so much later. Yeah. So you can Which is where you, you can, take the floor. Yeah. You can draft him as your wide receiver three or four. Mm-hmm. So you're saying you will take the poor wide receiver one who's going to be locked in for wide receiver two numbers. I'm almost because you're going to shoot the moon. I'll draft my wide receiver two, yeah. and then I'll draft two or three guys that I hope can return me wide receiver one numbers. Gotcha. Yeah. And I, I'm fairly similar. I like to have an anchor wide receiver in there in like the the third, fourth round. I'd like to yep. take a guy who I think is going to challenge for wide receiver one numbers, even if it's the low end. So I think, you know, I'm looking at that range. I'm looking at 
Deontay Johnson. I'm looking at which, you know, we're not talking about a great offense here, but he's just such a volume dependent guy. That, yep. Yep. Again, I just think it's a no brainer. Keenan Allen. These are the guys I'm going to have a lot of exposure to Michael Pittman. These are all the guys I'm going to have a lot of exposure to this year because they're like in that range of where I'm going to select a wide receiver one. And I'm going to select a low end wide receiver one. Who's going to be very consistent as opposed to a, a Diggs, a Jefferson, um, who are going to be great, don't get me wrong, but I think they've got those inconsistent weeks in them. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think I'd rather take my running back risks. So the guys yeah. we're talking about are at, what, 50 to 60 ADP. I've got yeah. a redraft up in front of me. ADP and wide receiver in a minute. I'd take one of them. And then you can look down the line and find a, a Robert Woods at 101. Yeah. In that brand new offense who could return you low-end wide receiver two numbers. He could be the favorite target of Tannehill. Easy. Yeah. Absolutely, With very well experienced, so, excellent yeah. runner. Chris Kerr, a lot Jackson of guys, just paid him. Why was he for one money? Yeah, they have. <laughs> He's below. Well, that. he got this traded. He got there. traded for. Um, yeah. So he got traded for. It might take Burks a bit of time to adjust there. Yeah, I, yeah. I completely agree. I think. Um, so I think the criteria that we're saying, just to summarize, is <laughs> volume usage, ADP, and yeah. how your construction of your team is, and what type of player you are. If you're risk averse, <laughs> like you and I are. We will we will tend to lean with the. And that's not to player. say we don't take a risk. We do. We just mm. actually weigh it down the line rather than early. Absolutely, because there's there's more value to be had later on. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think in those in those first five rounds, you want to hit doubles, and then you hit the home run balls later on. And awesome. if they hit, you'll do well. So, well, Rob, great question. Thanks and congratulations. You are in FFCC. Should we move on to the next one? Yeah, it's a two-part question, so I'm going to post it in two parts because okay. uh, it's not going to appear on the screen properly. Uh, I'll start reading while you control and V or whatever it is you have to do. Uh, so it's Paul Squires at Mungry Pablo. Congratulations, Paul. So he has put some soul-searching on this two-part question. In your years as analyst, which has been your biggest prediction slash hot take that ended up surprising you the most by bombing out and doing nothing, and that is apart from injury. I really thought about this and I struggled a little there's bit. There's too many. There's too many. Yeah, there is. There's a there's a there's a lot to be honest. <laughs> yeah, there is. In this industry, you, you get it wrong probably more often than right, I guess, but it's about how you learn and adjust to that. Um yeah, it's funny recent times. I'm so much better on the fades. <laughs> okay. Um I do well with fading players. Uh, I would Maurice say... Maurice Wines, Drew Locke, uh, and Sam Darnold, I guess. They're two I actually thought ability-wise could succeed and have miserably let me down. And even now, I'm still picking them up as QB freezing in league somewhere and hoping that they are better than they have been. But I'm, I've got to give up. I mean, I went into so many leagues last year with Drew Locke as my QB3 and QB2 in some places where I'd really avoided yeah. it. And I, dang, give up. I can see my voice going, give up, will you? No. Um, so that's, that's not a particularly good one. I So I would, I would say for me, the mm-hmm. I, last year the biggest failure for me was was Robbie Anderson. I really thought, I had him on yeah. so many teams, I really thought he was going to be so much better than he was. But it's an eighth round pick, so it's kind of like, well, I was wrong, but yeah, I mean, it was wrong, but it, it wasn't that bad. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, I, I said last year that Jonathan Taylor 
wouldn't be as good as he was. Made his point saying that he was being overdrafted. Uh, that was quite a bad prediction. He wouldn't have um, been as good as he was. But that doesn't healthy. really fit with the narrative of the question. Uh, so, I, you know, I think I, I thought Trey Lance would be a thing last year and it wasn't. That really Trey Lance is the new Drew Locke. I'm going to tell that to, to Tom Strachan. Sorry, Tom. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a, few, yeah. there's a few. I, I mean, I, the biggest one. I mean, it's the biggest one. That's the one I'm trying to think of. And I'm trying to think who would be the biggest uh, player I thought would be a huge success and wasn't. Um, Josh Rosen, potentially. Yeah. Josh, Josh Rosen, I really believed, was going to be better than uh, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Uh, I genuinely believed he was going to be very good for fantasy football. Um, I think I, uh, Noah Fant, I think I called Noah Fant at one point the best tight end I'd ever seen in college. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, I've choked him, sorry. I mean, admittedly, it was before Kyle Pitts and Kyle Pitts became that player. Um, but I really thought that over the next three or four years, Noah Fant was going to be um, like the Travis Kelsey, the tight end position. I thought he was going to elevate the position and that idea yep. hasn't come to fruition. Uh, too much. Uh... Harden, because uh, in this role, you you want to quickly forget your mistakes. You want to quickly forget their ones. You, you try not to. to dwell on them. Because um, yeah. otherwise, don't put yourself out there, right? And that's what it's about. But um... Yeah, I mean, David Johnson. Uh, they, I can think of David Johnson sort of six years ago. I, I proclaimed that David Johnson will be uh, one of the best running backs of all time. Um, was telling people to he take is, him at the 101. But he got injured. So he got injured and then it all went wrong from the injury. So he'll say except for injury, but I was cementing people and telling people to take him at the 101. Many people, including myself, took him at the 101. He played one quarter of football all season, but he did get injured. So I guess it was only two years ago, Michael Thomas was being taken sort of fifth pick in startups, right? Yeah, I mean... I think, but, maybe started as an injury. I don't think it's still been an injury ongoing, but... Yeah. Maybe... Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think of some other ones here that I'm thinking were really big misses. Um, CEH, I thought CEH was going to be big. No, um, again, he was someone who I thought was going to be very, very big in fantasy football, and he clearly no. was not. Um, no. Yeah, I think I, I think at the end of the day that, that you're hearing them now, there's there's loads. There's loads of predictions that hit. There's loads of predictions that miss. You know, we're right maybe 60% of the time. And if we are right 60% of the time, then we're beating the house. And that's kind of what you're aiming to do. Um, but it's hard to name a biggest because the first four or five rounds in drafts are so safe. Like, barring injury, those players will finish yeah, yeah. in those positions. I don't think there's there's many char- there's many instances where a player is taken so high up the board and they completely and they completely flop i'm I, you know barring injury i'm trying to think of one over the last few years and i just yeah, right. I, I mean it just doesn't happen that's why it, this is a, a struggle um, i thought Jalen Rager was going to be a great fantasy football prospect i was telling people to draft him in in rookie drafts i thought mm-hmm. antonio gibson was going to be one of the best uh, volume plays at running back and thought he was an absolute steal in rookie drafts but to be honest even though that hasn't panned out. He was still such a massive value in rookie drafts. Like people would drop, you could get him in the third round, fourth round of rookie drafts. And he's outperformed where you've drafted him. So he is a failure from where I expected him to be, but he's still a success from where I drafted him. So it's it's a hard one to kind of say, I thought he was going to be not quite up there with CEH, but I thought it was going to be 80% of CEH. That's not really transpired, but 
Yeah, I, I, I think because again, those those first sixty picks in drafts, it's hard to to go against any of those because very few of them flame out. And if yeah. they do, they flame out either through injury or because something catastrophic has happened. Like Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley last year, you know, I, I was never particularly high on Calvin Ridley, but people were and, and drafted him. You can't blame a fantasy player for drafting Calvin Ridley last year because who can see a suspension coming for betting on games? Like it, or, or taking time out for win. mental health. It, it, it does it's it. just... I guess Trevor Lawrence maybe even last year was one with so much expectation to where he delivered. But there was a lot on that young kid's shoulders last year. So I can't even blame him for where he is. But no one was taking him in redraft. No, no. Very few players were taking him in redraft in a round that was significant. So I don't think you can kind of say that Trevor, because in Dynasty he's yet to be proven. Like I wasn't high on the the Tua train. I wanted Herbert over Tua. I traded to get Tua. Uh, I traded out of spots where people were going to take Tua and took Herbert and and cleaned up. It's hard to think of takes that were really significant big busts. Um, There's just there's a lot of failures, but yeah, it's just not. Should uh, we move to part two then? On that note, yeah, because I think part two is a better part two. Which player this season do you think everybody is jumping on the bandwagon for? Who you feel is most likely to crash and burn? So here we go. He now wants us to call out our. Our takes are going to go wrong. So, cheers for that, Paul. Yeah. Um, well, he's asking just for the consensus, right? Who who in the consensus is... No, is but which one do you think? There you go. Look, the years is the No, we there. think everyone is jumping on, but we think is most likely to crash and burn. So, people that, people have really high that we are not in on. Um, Who's not going to deliver on why? Yeah. Can I start? Go on. Jonathan Taylor will not be a top five running back. Yeah, I can't top that. <laughs> I can't top that. I just yeah. Okay. If if they stay healthy, Eckler, Henry, CMC, I'm arguing Lenny here as well is going to be on that yeah, cusp okay. potentially with with Godwin out. Wow, he yeah. may squeeze in the five, but he is not a 101 in a redraft. Okay. Nowhere near for me. Okay. Wow. That's bold. I love so that. I'm, not, I'm not saying he's going to crash and burn, is the question no. asks. But I'm not taking him 101 in anything redraft this year at all. Okay. I've got a player who, and I haven't fully revised my rankings on him yet, but I, I, I just want to revise him down. I've got him as a high-end wide receiver too. Oh. And I think when I've said and done, I think I oh, can. So really... I'm picking the 101, and you're picking a guy in the seventh round. No, I'm picking a guy. <laughs> I'm picking a guy who I have as a wide receiver two right okay. now, and I'm lower than consensus. And okay. I already think I'm going to move him out of that position altogether. Got him. And he's going in the third round. Oh, where have a look? AJ Brown. Okay, yeah, I can get that. I I am not. I cannot. But his ADP is falling, right? As well, it, it is falling a bit, not low. He's probably a top five receiver coming into yeah the start I think, of redraft season. I think I think AJ Brown for me as a player, I I'm struggling to see a top twenty finish, and I think they've got Devonta Smith there. I don't think the volume is particularly high. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I think Hertz is going to run the ball a lot. I'm struggling to see where they're going to get that huge volume 
to make that work. And I know they paid him a lot of money and you tend to follow the money. I don't know if I if I really believe in it. The other one I'll I'll say is and I I currently have him at two and I don't like it. I don't think Devontae Adams is going to finish as a top five wide receiver this year. Okay. I'm against you on that one. I actually think he will, but that's what we're here for while we do it, right? Yeah, I think I've got him inside the top five right now on but it wouldn't surprise me when I publish my final rankings before the season that I have him outside of that. Um, I need to see some preseason. I need to see how they're working, but I, I think oh. it's a massive adjustment in terms of how McDaniels is going to use him. And I'm a bit concerned of the volume. Um, and just a tad, I just don't think he's going to get as much of the ball that he was getting in green Bay. And he's got a downgrade at quarterback as a result. And, I think those two things could lop him outside of the top five. Okay. So, but I, they're not really crash and birds. If I'm looking at a player who's high up on boards that I think is going to crash and burn, DJ Moore is probably the closest that I can get Ooh. to someone who... Guy I'm going for is just below him in ADP. Go on then. Jerry Judy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, Jerry Judy's done nothing for me in two years. Okay, he had injuries, but nothing to show me that he should be a... Oh, Paul's come out with a great one. Javonza Williams, 100%. You, that's you and I. You, we talk about him every week as someone who is just absolutely... We are much yeah. lower than everyone else on. I mean, 14-team night now. Javonza Williams has gone at the 2-11. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Actually, that is exactly who it is. Because <laughs> we've redraft. talked about this many, many yeah. times. So, yeah. well, Paul, you've absolutely nailed it there. Um, I complete, I've, I've completely forgotten about Javonza Williams because I don't draft him. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so actually, Paul Pickens now that uh, yeah, Javante Williams, I think for both of us. Although well done, I like your thing on John. Um, Paul, for free next week. Me and Murph can't be here filling. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You've earned your spot there for that. So, but congratulations, Paul. Great questions. Uh, you will earn a spot into the FFCC. Let's Shall go we move in. on? Yeah. Question number three is from Fred Patton uh, at one Fred one on Twitter. Hi, Fred, friend of mine. No, it wasn't why he's paid. I didn't have a part of that. Um, Gents, out of what is for me a poor QB class that come out of the draft, is there any hope for any of them fantasy-wise from A, an immediate perspective, or B, is there anyone when you would keep on a longer-term roster who do you think made Tom good? I think everyone knows. Well, it ain't Malik Willis anymore. Pardon? <laughs> it isn't Malik Willis anymore. No. Uh, well, let's see. I'll let you go first because I think everyone will know, know okay. my answer. Yeah. Anybody fantasy wise redraft for an immediate impact? I'm going to say no this year. I don't think it's in a, in a one QB redraft. I don't think you need to touch any of the rookie QBs out there this year. Um, if I'm taking a light flyer on one, I'm probably picking up Desmond Ritter at the Falcons. Um, of course, you are. That's the correct answer. Sorry, Paul, you're booted. I am back next week again. <laughs> of course, it's the great answer. It's Desmond yeah. Ritter to both of those. Desmond Ritter in the short term. Yeah. Des- Desmond Ritter. Snaps. 100%. And the upside he may have. I will be shocked if Marcus Mariota wins the job. I'll be shocked. Start with. Okay. I'll just be I shocked. Just think because of the experience of the system with the head coach, he may give four or five games. He may get to the bias and like that. But, yeah. They've got to see what Riddick can give him before the season's out. They have to. I, he has to play snaps and just, worthwhile I, snaps. I, I just look at it. If you're Arthur Smith and the Falcons, <laughs> and you think if you're under absolutely no pressure, why would you play Marcus Mariota? 
Like, what's the yeah. point? Are yeah. you going to win the division this year? Are you going to make the playoffs? No, your team is oh. awful. Like, yeah. it, 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 it's a come-to-Jesus moment. They have to sit down at the start of the season and they have to say, we're not going to win more than five games. Yeah. Unless things really break for us, we might get to seven. But seven and nine is not going to get you in the playoffs. So what are you really playing for? You're you're developing your talent for next year. Mm-hmm. Is Marcus Mariota going to be on that roster in 2023? If he no. is, you failed. You failed as an yeah. organization if Marcus Mariota is going to be on your roster in 2023. So you've got to play Ridder, good or bad. You just got to see what he's like. If he's poor, you haven't invested a huge amount in him. You can move on, or you can bench him, or you can develop him, or you can do what you want to do with him. But then you answer your question next year of do we have to draft a quarterback in the first round of the draft next year? Yeah. So there's somebody else that fits almost in the exact same spot as that. And there's trade that the team made, there's talk that the team made trade for a QB. Um, same division, bizarrely. Uh, Matt Corral, the Panthers, sitting behind Sam Darnold on his fifth year. He's. He doesn't offer was, the fantasy upside that Desmond Ridder would, but he's in a really similar situation. So I think two things. One, you're right. He doesn't offer any fantasy. He doesn't offer no. any fantasy upside. No. no. So he's not relevant from a fantasy perspective to begin with, even if he plays. But more importantly, is Matt Rule is on the hot seat. Yeah. So, so Matt Rule is playing game. for his job, whereas yeah. Arthur Smith cannot be playing for his job. Yeah. If he is, then there's something very broken at the Atlanta Falcons. Because well, uh, is- I actually think they outperformed themselves last year, the Falcons. So I, I think, and that's where the situation is so important. Matt Rule is well publicised that he is pretty much on the hot seat. He has to win this year. Yep. He's had a few drafts, what, three drafts now he's had. Um, yeah. You know, he's, he's a very well-paid coach. He's one of the more highly paid coaches. They paid a lot of money to get him. I can't see them turning it. If they turn over to a rookie, Matt Rule's not going to have a job. That that That's the failure of the task. Is... Unless they go through training camp for a few weeks and actually Corral shows them something. Maybe, but then at that But point, then I still don't see enough fantasy relevance. No, whereas I just think, and if I'm looking at longer term, Malik Willis is interesting. He's interesting. But the thing... I'm concerned about with Malik Willis is the fact that everyone mocked him as a first round player. Nobody wanted him. And no one took him to the third round. No. And even if he was a backup, not a starter. Which is one of those things. I think that was going to happen regardless. Um, But I think that says to me there was a disconnect between where people assessed his talent and then where people actually see his long-term future. So, you know, I know him and Ridder were taken in the same round. The difference with Desmond Ridder is Desmond Ridder came out of the process with a lot of credit, especially from a character perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's his character that was highly praised. And he literally could not have landed in a better situation had he tried. Whereas Malik Willis is in a situation that's interesting because of the fact you've got Ryan Tannehill that could move away from Tannehill. I don't see him winning the job this year. I don't see him playing You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. 
Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforumc.org. This year, unless something happens to Tannehill, it's one of those weird things that it would need an injury to make Malik Willis interesting. But then it's what do they do next year? And that's where I would be. I look at, I look at the draft class this year and think, except for Desmond Ritter, I would probably take Kyle Trask over everybody else. What else gets me with Willis is they've lost their wide receiver one and bought in trade on Burks, potentially feel that wrong. But the whole wide receiver room effectively has changed. Derek Henry realistically has this year, maybe next as part seasons, but he's going to be out the door. So by the time Willis takes over, that offense is going to have a completely different look to it. And you don't know who he's going to be the QB of and throwing to and who he's going to have around him. And I think that it comes to the, you know, the Titans have been in this situation where, where you're drafting in the twenties. You don't have this opportunity to pick a quarterback uh, mm-hmm. at a place that makes sense. So they are in a difficult situation. It, it does Malik Willis show enough to not just be relevant, but can show that he can compete for a job in a year or two years time, or do they have to go free agency? Cause they're the only two routes that they can go. Mm-hmm. So I think he's an interesting pick. I think the fact that they took him when they were win now team mm-hmm. says to me that there is some doubt about Ryan Tannehill. Um, because if there wasn't, you'd just go and get another weapon. So yeah. I think the fact they've spent something says there is a question mark over Ryan Tannehill. They do like some. There is something in Willis they like. They probably felt he's fallen into our laps. We probably have to take a shot here. Yeah. And I, I think that's why he's interesting. Now, I'm not expecting it to pan out, but I do think if I had to keep anybody, I think Kenny Pickett is going to be fine. I think he's going to be in a perfectly okay yeah. Low end QB two. He's gonna just he's put the up some... Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that is basically what he's gonna be. He's gonna be the yeah. next Baker Mayfield. He's gonna be better in real life than he is in fantasy football. And no one's really gonna be talking about him with any kind of positivity or hype. Oh, um yeah. and the rest of the QBs you can ignore. They're, they're not yeah. important. Um, what, no baby's that. I mean, give me Skyler Thompson. Skyler Thompson yeah. for me is more interesting than any of these guys. But he's in such a bad landing spot. I, yeah, I, I think Desmond Ritter is, is the answer to, to this question. It is. And I think anyone else, I'd probably just I'd probably just dump. I'd probably go get Carl Trask. I think Carl Trask is someone who could potentially win that buck of his job next year. He might not. Depending on terms, redrafting, not touching him. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I think in terms of who you're keeping for a longer term, I don't think you're keeping yeah. anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, definitely. But a great question, Fred. I mean, like, I, I love the sort of strategy behind that because I think it's important. So yeah. well done. We'll get in contact. You win a spot into the FFCC for that one. 
Right. Final one. Final one. Final, final winner. This is it. The last person is Rob Woods. Not that Rob Woods. <laughs> well, it might be that Rob Woods. Could uh, be. At this versus that. This versus that. This versus that. Good spot, mate. Good spot. That's why you're in charge and I'm just here. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Rob has a keeper question. Full point PPR, 12-man league. He can only keep one and his best options are, and I know where we're both going, I reckon. Dobbins in the 16th, Penny in the 11th, Devontae Smith in the 7th. And he has a caveat. It's a three-wide receiver league. Uh, and again, a nice thanks on the show. So thanks, Rob. Thanks for listening. I think I like this question because you don't get many keeper questions. We play in a keeper league. I like and, keeper leagues. Yeah, yeah, I think they're fun. Um, not enough people play keeper leagues, so I think it's always uh, always good. Um, what I want to know is if there's an I play in a keeper league that has an ongoing penalty. So when you keep a guy in the seventh, if you want to keep that guy again the following year, it becomes a sixth. Oh, got it you. Becomes yeah, a fifth yeah. year after because I like it that. really it makes you drop some big guys at some mm. stages um, because yeah, it, you don't want to do. It stops you robbing away. Um, you get you get a steal of the century, like you get uh, yeah. Patrick Mahomes in the last round. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, yeah. and then you could just you just forfeit your twentieth round pick every year. Yeah, of course, yeah, all, all day long. It just keeps turning uh, people. You can't yeah, spend yeah, that yeah. capital on them. But anyway, I like that. Rob's question. Yeah, it, this one's a good one. Um, I'll let you go because I think you and I will end up with the same answer. So, okay. I'd Devonta be surprised Smith. if you and I come up with anything. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're completely different situations. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. For me, PPR league, free wide receiver, young talent, and it's a keeper league, so it's going to have ongoing. Again, if it had that increase in penalty, paying a seventh now a sixth and a fifth, I think I'd probably consider not, and I'd go Dobbins for a sixteenth. Um, but if not, no, I take Devonta Smith, keep the receiver the young receiver on your roster as long as you can. Wow, we're so different here. I mean, I'm stealing <laughs> Dobbins in the 16th round. It I, is a I steal. Because it's that, it's a steal. You're getting a you're getting a running back two in the 16th round. Like, it's an absolute steal. Like, you've got to think, like for me, Devonta Smith will probably be there in the 7th round. Even in the Keeper yeah, League, he's probably be still yeah. going to be there in the 7th round. So you're only paying cost for him. And I don't think he's as good as he was when you took him in the seventh round last year. So I look at it, Devonta Smith has declined in cost from the seventh you paid. He's probably yeah. now, and, and again, we don't know the structure of this league. It could be IDP, whatever it might not be. I assume it's probably not. But I'm looking at thinking he's probably declined in cost. So I reckon you could probably get him in the seventh round if you were that desperate to bring him back. I, I'm not touching... Rashad Penny this year at all. Um, I don't care. I don't want him. I don't want no, him to do with him. Not. I don't want to. I, no. You know, he, no. He he can he can go undrafted, and I'll pick him up off the waiver wire. But he's certainly not returning an eleventh round pick for you. He will be there in the eleventh if you're desperate to get him. J.K. Dobbins is going to go in the first four rounds of the draft. <laughs> whether you, yeah. whether you want to believe that or not, that is what's going to happen. He will. Yeah. So you're going to pay a 16th for a guy you're going to get in the in the first four rounds, probably more likely the first three rounds. It's, it's just a no-brainer for me. Like, I just think yeah. the 16th round is nothing. And then if you want to still get the other guys, you could probably still get them at the cost that they're available at. You're not getting Dobbins in the 16th round. You're not getting Dobbins past the fourth round. So, And I just think in this sort of format, the running backs are 
it's an interesting one because everyone gets thrown it's three wide receiver. Yeah, but the wide receiver position is so much deeper. And if you're drafting, if you're drafting your running back two in the 16th round, that means you can go running back round one, you could go wide receiver two, three, and four, or two, three, and five. 16th round, 12 team, Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram, Jamal Williams, Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. You get Zemir White, maybe. Yeah, you get get your handcuffs. And that that's why I have to take Dobbins because yeah. I just think because then you've locked your your running back two in, right? So he's at worst, barring injury, he's gonna be a running back two. So you can pick up an RB one sometime in the first three rounds, let's say. And then, and then pivot when everyone else is picking up running backs, you can hit your wide receivers early and fill the free wide receiver slots with premium guys. And get them at good cost and good value. Yeah. Yeah. Because they'll slide you down. You took two RB twos, right? Two early receivers, round one, round two, top premium guys, and then pick up an Antonio Gibson type person is going to return you a decent RB2 and leave with two RB2s, but you've got or two you premium could, wide receivers. Or you could take your anchor RB1 in the first round. Depends how many get yeah. left yeah. behind. I yeah. think it depends on where you're drafting. It depends who's left in the draft pool. Yeah. But like, like you say, um, I think the, that the stud running backs would be kept, which means, yeah, probably in the first round, you could go wide receiver and then come back and get a Kamara and Elliott, someone like that in the second. And then I think you have to look at who remains. But yeah, I, I think for me, this is why I like keeper leagues is because this is the strategy of it. Keeper league, I know, love keeper leagues. There's not enough of them about. No, there isn't. Because you don't know what everyone else is going to do. You have no idea who goes into the player pool until after you've dropped your players. Yeah. Except for everyone in Rob's league. Everyone knows that Rob is probably going to keep J.K. Dobbins in the 16th round. And, and <laughs> yeah, this is, well. yeah I, I, for me, it's just an, an absolute no-brainer. I think he, he's the only one there Super. that returns, returns cost and then some. And yeah, I don't even know how you got him in the 16th round. In the first, I assume you probably drafted him last year after he was injured. After he was injured, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm assuming that's what happened. Um, even then, case, though, that seems low, right? No, because if you thought he was going to be out for the year, but, but then, but then like, the upside's phenomenal. But that's what I mean. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I think, but then you've drafted him with this in mind, so it makes me think, what was the point of the question? <laughs> Maybe it was to get the FFCC spot, in which case, well done, Mike Pep. <laughs> well, he's done that, right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dobbins, I no, literally, no doubt in my mind. I wouldn't even think twice. Awesome. So It's Rob, probably the most sure thing I am about anything today. <laughs> this versus that, as we now know, it's not... Um, yeah. Congratulations. Final FFC spot is winging its way over to you. Uh, we had some other questions in, Murph. Should we flick through them quickly? Not detailed, yeah, but just bring an answer, shall we? Let's get through these. That's so, Neil Kamish, which rookie is going to have the best fantasy season this year? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? 
that's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Yeah, uh, it, this is a tough one for me. Um, is it? Yeah, I who's last about to me? One running back, one wide receiver. Yeah, so I, I think, I think I know where you're going to go with the wide receiver, and I think for me, he's probably the player I would pick. I mean, I, I, I would probably go with Drake London. I think Drake yeah. London is probably for cost. Yeah, is going to have the best season this year. Uh, yeah. This year, I think, uh, I think I look at. You know, I know everyone else is going to be thinking running back and and Brees Hall. I think oh. Brees Hall might be the best talent, but you're thinking this Campbell. year. Yeah, this year it's about opportunity okay. and snaps. This year, yeah, uh, and it's got to be Ken Walker and Drake London for me. Yeah, I, I think I think Drake London probably outperforms everyone. I, I, I can't. The, I, the one outside bet is going to be trade on Burks. Yeah, I think trade on Burks is the one that I think could. Upset the apple cart a little bit, but yeah, I think I think we're probably both agree that definitely Drake London is is in the mix there. Awesome. Uh, Next up, Bill Underwood. Does it make more sense to draft a tight end, a starter in the final round, rather than taking a flyer on a wide receiver who may not earn significant playing time this season? Can I go? Yeah, go. Don't draft either. Draft a running back that has an easier path to snaps for me at that late stage in the draft where you're picking spots. An RB free on a roster can become fantasy viable a lot quicker than a wide receiver four or five on a roster. Tight end start are great at that level. They're going to be very hit and miss, very inconsistent, and you're probably not even going to be able to flex them because you're not going to know where they are, what they're doing. Um, so I would shoot upside at this stage. We said earlier how we draft safe and then shoot upside. I'll take all the handcuffs and the handcuffs handcuffs at this stage and hope whatever makes it viable. Because if not, I'll drop them, and I'll pick up a starting tight end off the waivers in week two or three when I need to, if that's what it is. Um, but no, I'd be shooting upside and picking up Tuba Hubbard and Dante Foreman and those guys, because they're one injury away from becoming flexible. I, I tend to agree. I definitely wouldn't take the tight end, um, because you can just do a dime a dozen on the waiver wire um, at that stage, so I'm not bothered. Um yeah, I, I think it's who's available in the 16th round. I think there's some excellent wide receivers available. Um, J.K. Dobbins in the other league. <laughs> apparently. Uh, yeah. I, I, if like, J.K. Dobbins is there in your last round, draft him, all right. <laughs> I think players like Sterling Shepard, um, Darius Slayton, yeah. because yeah. no one's selecting Giants wide receivers. And I think one of those guys is going to have to gonna have to get, get something. Um I think I think there's a lot of wide receivers that potentially are one injury away from getting a high volume role. I think of people like Braxton Berrios is probably in that. We saw it happen last year. Um, I think there's a lot. I was thinking of like Josh Palmer, Nico Collins, Josh those Palmer, kind of guys yeah, those sorts of guys. Yeah, exactly that. Where you're talking about running backs getting opportunity, I think there's a lot of wide receivers that are one injury away from getting that situation as well. So, you know, I'm not saying you're wrong because I think it depends who is on. 
who's available in the 16th yeah. round. But I think, I think, yeah, I, I would go down to either a running back who is going to, uh, who has a path, a clear path to getting. Uh, yeah, don't get me wrong. In. I don't want, I don't yeah. want a New England running back at that stage. I don't exactly want exactly uh, that. Right. You know, so I don't want a Miami running back at that stage. I'm taking guys where there's a clear defined pecking order. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to touch the Niners at that stage. Chris yeah. Evans is available. This is a 14 team league. Chris Evans is available down at ADP of I've lost him now because I'm scrolling. 296. I'll pick exactly. him Exactly. Yeah, those are the sorts of players that are one move away. He's from... below Keyshawn Vaughn, believe it or not. Yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Snoop but Carter, they're the Jacksonville. He could start this season if the other guys yeah. aren't coming back from injury. And I think he could have potential snaps week one. I'll take him. If he doesn't, Dark. and the other two come back, I'll chuck him away. Darug and Bawale, similar boat in Houston. Yeah, there's, a, there's a load of guys yeah. like that. So I think, I think, I think you're right. You have to look at who's remaining in the 16th round and just take take a guy who is um, interesting enough to to pick up snaps yeah. and, and and is away from having a large opportunity, whether that's wide receiver or running back. Definitely yeah. don't take the tight end. That's the bottom line is because it's you're never going to play him. You are never ever going to put him in your roster. No. Uh, and the dime doesn't. You can find them. You can find them on the roster. You can find them on the waiver wire all season long. So, you know, yeah. You there know, you go, no Bill. I hope that helped. Yeah, no one wants Dan Arnold, except for me. Uh, <laughs> last year, I did, not now. Uh, Sasha, who is your favourite light round tight end? Oh, oh we missed it. It? You Cold skipped command. one. Have I skipped oh, no, one? I skipped one. Sorry, no, it's oh, me. I skipped it. Oh, I've done Matthew. Sorry. All right, we'll go to Matthew. Sorry, Sasha. We'll come back. I am strong at wide receiver in my 10-man full PPR dynasty league. Looking to trade Devon Adams or Bateman for a running back to try and win a couple of ships over the next few years. Good, because that's what it's actually about. Uh, which running back should I be targeting? He already has Mixon, Henry, Javante Williams. I'm guessing that's Javante Williams, not Jamal Williams. Uh, Connor and Pollard. Who are you trading for? I, I don't think anyone's going to pay up Bateman for anyone that's better than you've already got. <laughs> I'd, I'd keep Adams. and I know you're falling on him, but... Yeah. If you want to win, Devon Adams is a win now. Bateman isn't a win now, in my opinion. Yeah. I would use Bateman and Williams and go after a proper top guy. Yeah. Maybe if people fall in love with Javon Williams, I think you could package those two. You do love Javon Williams. Yeah, I agree. That's when people love him. And I I don't buy it. So, I'm with you. I think, yeah, I like that plan. Package Bateman and Williams and go and get a proper guy. Um, I would probably target of those. G really Harris would be a decent one. No, yeah, but no, you're, you're not. not trading. Yeah, I agree, but you're. Not, I don't think you're going to get him. I think you have okay. to look at realistic targets. I, I, I don't think you get Najee Harris for Javon Williams and and Rashad Bateman. I don't see it. Maybe I'm wrong. Give it a go. You might as well ask the question, right? But. That that would be the dream. That would be like the hit and the home run of trades. Would be that one. I'd what about like a Nick Chubb type? Then you're on that sort of tier. Yeah, I think I think he's more. To be honest, if you I was, if I, I would I would I would take Kamara because I think the people are going to be fading on the rest. I think you've got enough players in the depth to sit through whatever band he's going to have, and then I think he's a league winner. So okay. I'd, I'd I'd probably go for Kamara because I think Kamara is still good for another two or three years. We know he's in a bit of legal be. trouble. Yeah. We think he's probably going to miss three, maybe four games. Yeah. You know, in those three, four games, you play Mixon, you play Mixon and Henry, not a problem. Uh, and Connor, you know, you got three guys there who can who can get you through those opening three, four games that he gets. Pollard's only a small injury away from exactly really that. worthwhile production. And I, yeah, 
I so for me, yes, I'd, I'd aim for Harris. If you can't get Harris, Kamara would be who I would who I'd go for. Now, I think I think packaging Bateman and and Javante Williams. In fact, I reckon you could probably get you could probably get Kamara for Javante well, Williams straight up. I would, yeah. I, I think you could probably get Javante Williams for for having Kamara straight up. If you only have a way of using the two, and you want to go down a tier, let a finette, someone like that, and get something else coming back the other way, we yeah. could upgrade your Bateman slightly. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, get us a, a pick up on receiver there for me. Yeah. Love it. Look at us. Look at us. Can we go back to session now? Because yeah. there you go. He's on the Who's your favourite late round tight end, and why is it Cole Komet? We spoke about this one off air before we come on, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we were debating whether or not he counts as a, a late round tight end. I think 11th round counts as. Okay. I think it counts as late round for and me. We both love Colcomet this year. Yeah, no, of course it's Colcomet. You know, he's going to get a boatload of touchdowns. No. The receiving core there is so poor. No, it's Gerald Everett. No, please, people. No, actually, don't listen to me. Leave Gerald Everett <laughs> well alone. He's rubbish. He's dreadful. Don't be you rough at all. Taysom Hill. Is Herbert loves trying to the tight end. Taysom Hill is the other one, and that is purely because he's a tight end that will give you rushing upside, potentially touchdowns. So, and that is a. Do you think Herbert loves throwing to tight ends? Yeah. In did the red zone, see, he does. Did you not see what Jared Cook did last year? Even he's Jared Cook. But Jared Cook is better than Gerald Jared, Everett. No. Of course he is. No, not, no, no. Jared, Jared no. Cook is one of the best tight ends in the last 10 years. This show's going to lose listeners soon, Murph. I won't be tuning in next week if you carry on talking like okay. that. <laughs> we'll, move, we'll move quietly on. Yeah. Leave, leave Gerald Everett alone, everybody. It's mine. And you will mock laugh at this next year. This will be one of these in a couple of years' time, looking back and what hot take did you have that was dreadful? It was at Gerald Everett it was any good. <laughs> He's so late, I don't think we can put that one on you. <laughs> uh, next up, Colin Suchick, which of the Buffalo running backs are you looking to roster this year? Personally, i like James Cook to win the job by the end of the year. Um, go on, you go. Uh, Devin Singletree in redraft. Okay. Um, I don't care about the end of the year now. It's it's September. Yep. Yep. I'm not going to hold James Cook for 10 weeks and hope that he wins the job. I'm going to take the guy who wins the job. Yep. He balled it. He balled it last year. And more importantly, like the person who drafts James Cook is not going to hold James Cook for 10 weeks. It's just not going to happen. So James Cook, you could probably have both. Like if you draft Devin Singletree and you don't take James Cook, I think, and you shouldn't draft both. I think whoever takes James Cook, unless James Cook balls out early. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. He's probably going to be dropped onto your waiver wire by, I'd say, week five, maybe week six, because that person will start needing buy cover and they'll have to drop players who aren't doing anything. And then you can just add him and then you can just sit him in your background and then you can, and then if James Cook wins the job and you're right by the end of the year, you've got the backfield covered. That's what I would do. I agree 100%. I mean, the ADP is six places apart. Yeah. Um, Singletary won the job last year. He probably came into the. Last season is behind Moss, I think, at this time it of was. year. Yeah. And yet he, he showed out. 
And I don't think in Buffalo there's enough opportunity for both of them to excel fantasy-wise. There's enough to hold them steady, but not enough for them both to excel. So because no, Alan, Alan, gonna... Alan takes the rushing yeah. rushing touchdowns away. So yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, start the one who's wearing the jersey and on the field to start with. Hundred percent. Go from there. Yep. And they're both at awesome. such a cost that you can afford to make that mistake now because James Cook has scared single tree owners to the degree that single tree is now available in the seventh, eighth round. You can take uh, that risk. ADP. Well, there you go. That's <laughs> yeah. Yep. So he's going in like the eighth round. So you can take that risk. You can, yep. it's, 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 he's worth I'll pick it everywhere as RB threes and fours. Do you know? Yeah, well worth a risk. So I see that at 83 and single tree the round after. Yeah. Thanks. Flex. Flex plus signs. Thank you very much. I'd have. Uh, moving on. You missed one. So we're on to Jeff Millinar. What do I do with Antonio Gibson in Dynasty? Hold or trade? Uh, hold. Uh, he, he was injured. He was, he was injured yep. last year, so he's not worth what he was 12 months yep. ago. Um, yep. Do you believe in him long term? Do you think he... Because he was... He came into the league and he was billed as CMC 2.0, right? He hasn't delivered that. No. Do you think he can get back that mantra or do you think actually you need to have four or five solid weeks for him and then look to move him on in that spell when you can? Work out whether you're winning or rebuilding and then figure out what you do from there. The situation with Antonio Gibson is is this. If you drafted him in in a rookie draft, Mm-hmm. You probably got him in the third or fourth round, yep. right? Yep. So for me, I'm quite happy just to run the wheels off, and then okay. if he falls away, he falls away because I've already got more out of him than I should have done. Um, if I traded for him, then obviously you have to factor in maybe trying to get something back. So I think for me, I would probably just hold him until, like you say, if he has a few good weeks, you can shift him. Um, again, it depends on the rest of your roster where where you're street where you're strong where you're weak. Yeah, we don't have that information. Uh, we don't know what the rest of your league's like. We don't know the scoring format or anything like that. Um, my point is, right now, you're you're going to get pennies on the dollar on Antonio Gibson because people are just a bit unsure what's going to happen there. Um, so I think wait until you see what happens. If he doesn't improve, he's not going to go down much more yep. than what he is now. Whereas yep. if he if he smashes it and puts up a couple of RB one weeks, then yeah, his trade value goes well, up. So well, I would say for any player in this position. To Jeff is he has this uncertainty around Antonio Gibson. I can tell you the eleven other teammates in your league have that same uncertainty around Antonio Gibson. That yeah. means no one's gonna pay you what you want for him. Simple no. as that. I mean, I mean so, like, you're gonna get a third, a third round pick at best right now for Antonio Gibson. Uh he's more valuable than that. So I would I would just yeah, I think you get more than that, but yeah. I'd be surprised if you got much more than that, but yeah, we can see. Yeah. Right. Jason Taylor, very, interesting one. <laughs> very broad question. Yes. Oh, hold on. You're skipping questions. No, I'm going to... Oh, no, you're not. Okay, I can't read properly. Sorry. Yeah, Jonathan, read... any advice for fantasy players? Yeah, don't bother starting because we get into <laughs> it. It's, it takes over your life. I played fantasy uh, six years now. I played a small couple of leagues with friends. And it was lockdown, as so many of us are, that I actually decided to really step aside, focus on it. And I've done a few bits before, but um, I'm now up to, well, by the time the charity leagues in, probably 40 leagues this year. Um, 
I do this, I do another pod, I write for Five Yard Dynasty. Um, yeah, I no longer know what my wife looks like um, or what my children's names are. So <laughs> <laughs> my best advice, Jonathan, is enjoy it and do it while you enjoy it. And if you don't enjoy it, don't bother. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Um, I, I would say buy this book. It's brilliant. It's been written by an absolute <laughs> genius of a human being. It's available on Amazon for about £15. Is that Joe Pisapia's book? Or, oh, no, sure. Yeah. One, so. <laughs> you should buy that as well. It's a great book. Um, yeah, I, I, I would just say, you know, listen to podcasts. Could list a whole bunch. I think I think for me, it's, it's as you say, it's about having fun, right? Yep. The whole point of yep. the exercise, like for me, fantasy football is about meeting people playing yeah. um someone asked me what's your favorite thing about fantasy football and it's like making friends and destroying their souls for four months of the year <laughs> yeah, yeah i spoke on it hasn't come out yet but i spoke to mags on the hot seat um and said this whole thing is that people will get mm. so wrapped up in what other people think or what other people will think of what they do and trades they make and all that lot the kids just do what you want to do just absolutely just you want to play go get a player you, somebody says you have a play and that's their opinion who cares? Yeah, exactly. you make yourself happy. Yeah, and I think I think just it depends what you want to do. If it if this is just a casual game to meet people and have fun, don't take it too seriously. Just as you say, yeah. just have a giggle and do what you want to do. If you want to get quite good at it and play for money and all that sorts of things, then invest the time that it's worth. It's you know, if you're going to think about this as a serious hobby and play for money and things, then you have to invest the requisite time to yeah. upskill yourself and buy resources like the book. I joke, but there's other books out there. There's other podcasts yeah, out there. Yeah. There's it very, very smart patrons. It yeah. all kind of depends on on what level you kind of want to enter at. If you just want to have a bit of a laugh and giggle and meet some people, then have a laugh. Don't spend too much time on it and do what you want to do. And listen to yeah. a couple of podcasts like this if you find them enjoyable and, and move on. Yeah. And if you do want to get better, come to UKFFC. That's it. UKFFC, yeah. Panels of speakers on multiple topics. Yeah, lots of intelligent people, and then there's me bringing up the rear. So, should we go? <laughs> um, uh, last few to go through, Jason Taylor, I'm curious as to how and when you fell in love with American football. I know your answer is because you lived there, right? Yeah, I lived in, I moved to, as so I watched American football in the 90s on yeah. Channel 4, and yeah. uh, didn't really understand the game, just kind of like the colours and the playing, yeah. and yeah. Uh, saw a little bit of Charles World Sport as well, and then, uh, yeah, moved there, got into a league, got roped into playing in Fantasy League, and so uh, thought, thought I better start watching it, came last year one, one year two, and uh, that was that was it really, I was hooked, and then lived in Orlando, so not far from Tampa, Tampa were pretty yeah. good. Uh, back then, luckily. Um, so, yeah, I, I, that's how I got into it and then just watched it every year and went to games here and, uh, yeah, and then played fantasy football pretty much ever ever since. But social media makes that a lot easier to do now. And then, then it, it was sort of in that lull around 2006 to 2011 was quite tough to play in proper fantasy league. So it was a bit of a dull period there. Um, but, yeah, that, that's my story. You, you, said, you, said, you said you started six years ago. I started fantasy stuff six years ago. Yeah, um, NFL longer. Um, it was for me coming in late in Teleon after a night at a pub, even not being drunk. But there's nothing. I was a night person. I'd stay awake all night and not sleep a lot. So there's rubbish on telly at two o'clock in the morning, and you come across this thing with, with all its extravagance and this production show it has on. And yeah, just started watching it and picking it. And the more you watch it, the more you learn that the intricacies within it. And I, I loved all of that. It was every 
six second snap of a ball was a, an individual chess game put into a bigger chess game of the whole game sort of thing and it's who adjusted and the half-time adjustments from different things and I, I love that side of the game um and the thought process that the different people go into so I, I got hooked on it that way um made it out to florida watched tampa live and yeah never ever looked back since amazing so uh, uh, great great question jordan hoops asked a really good question murph do you enjoy a nice pud no, I really do, as you can tell from my physique. But I <laughs> love Bud. Um, I had a great Bud last night. World class. Well, I, had a, um, I had a Marks and Spencer's apple and raspberry crumble and blackberry crumble with yeah, vanilla and Madagascar vanilla custard. custard. Marks is Madagascar vanilla custard. Is That's it. Marks and Spencer's. That's exactly what I had. Yeah, I will it? say. Yeah. So that was uh, that was delicious. No, I love a good pudding. Uh, What's your top three puds? Drafting puds, quickly. Oh god, that's a hard one off the top of the bat. Um, oh, creme brulee. Yeah, love yeah, creme brulee. Uh, Is that one or three? We going up or down? Are we going down or up? Oh, yeah. Let me name them and I'll rank them because okay. I've got. I, I haven't. Yeah, uh, the book will be out next week. <laughs> yeah, tiramisu. Um, yeah, creme brulee, tiramisu, and. Probably a really, really good. Uh, oh, sticky toffee pudding, of course. Yeah. Um, and then I would rank those. I, I can only rank them by the best I've had of each one. So okay. the best dessert I've ever had was a creme brulee, then yep. a sticky toffee pudding, and then a tiramisu. And it's also dependent on your roster construction, i.e. what you've had for dinner. Heavy dinner, you you're dinner, not wanting a sticky toffee pudding, you? right? Yeah. What's it known for, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you top three. Um, I'm not much of a good guy. You know, when you go out and do two courses for whatever and three courses, of stuff, I'll take a start on a main all day. I'm not a big pudding guy. I do love a creme brulee. I do like a sticky toffee, apple crumble, apple pie, them kind of things up there. Um, I'm also impartial to a really good rice pudding. I have to admit, and that's wow, uh, okay. Yeah, you know, a bit of um. You get that dry skin on top when you've done it properly. A bit of golden syrup in it when it's done. Yeah, I, I, I had my first rice pudding when I was 33 years old. Wow. <laughs> was it any good? Yeah, it was my mother in That was good. That was good. But it, nothing, listen, if you've not had something for 33 years of your life, there's a good chance. A learning curve right there, right? Yeah, exactly that. You have to love it early, I suppose. Um, yeah. I think some things you, you require over time, like wine and coffee yeah, and things. Yeah, I don't think yeah, they're the sort yeah. of things you love immediately, but puddings and sweet things. I think if you're not on them early, very rarely are they going to break into you. Yeah. See, I'll hit and miss puddings. Give me a tub of ice cream. I will sit here on this sofa with a spoon in the tub and finish it. Fair. I tell you what, so, best, bud- best budget pudding is a Viennetta. Can't beat that for a quick. I've got one of the freezer. I've got two kids though. We've got kids. Viennetta, mate. Cut, you cut a slice off. I was all crumbled. I'm going to have to eat the rest of it. What do you know about that? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So if you go budget, that's, that's the one to go. Um, We'll round this off with the best question of the lot. I say the best question, obviously, it didn't, it didn't win a prize. This is a yes, genuine no. question. So all of these it questions is. are genuine. Um, they came through on the form. I've got them documented and timestamped. Um, <laughs> I genuinely don't know who this was asked for. Uh, I'm going to assume it's for you, Daniel. Um, I'm going to look up there. Twitter, to be honest. So, you know, why Why so sexy? Question mark. LOL. Um I don't know why they're joking about something so serious, first of all. Exactly. Well, I mean, like you, 
I mean, you're a sexy guy. What can I say? Um, with that backdrop and everything, it just all all comes together. Got the old pattern wallpaper. Love it. Yeah, mate. Yeah. It just accentuates all your features. It's lovely. <laughs> um, it's getting dark in there. I don't put the light on. So it's getting dark. I was just thinking the same thing. Um, yeah, I mean, great question. I'm just going to say this: that we're both very sexy individuals. Um, we're both redheads, right? That's what it is. Exactly that, and uh, it's all down to our mothers. That's it. Um, Thanks, Mum. Our mothers, our mothers did this. Love, Mum. Cheers. Um, <laughs> right. yeah. And that's it. That's Thanks all the questions. everybody for the questions. Well done, the winners. Uh, I was lucky those that didn't make it, but there's still some some awesome questions amongst them. Um, Fantasy Playbook, Amazon, go now. Money off. We don't know why. We don't know how long it will last, so get it quick right, right, while there is money you. off. Yeah, yeah right, right. I think, I think if people worth, keep yeah. buying it, it will stay at that. It will stay around that price because it's, yep. it's quoted as a hot new release. Um, okay. Some algorithm thing. We're going to take it. I don't care. Um, cool. So if people keep buying it, then uh, it yep. might stay at that price for a bit longer. So do your friends a favor and buy the book, and then get them to buy it at the same price. Buy it. Keep buying it. And Bring it along to the UK it. FFC, and Murph will sign it for you. How's that? On top of that, because it's been released now, I can talk about it. Some of you will want to wait until the UK FFC. Absolutely fine. We're going to bring 25 copies. Nice. And we will sell it at a event price. I don't know what that event price is going to be yet. I need to sort of stocks. We will sort it out. You can buy it for cash um, or whatever. We'll work out how we do it. Um, predominantly cash would be easier. Um, and you can buy a book and we will sign it for you there. We were thinking about doing the older versions and then we thought it's just too much to log in. If, but yeah. if people do want the older versions on paperback, um, we will work out you can order, you can order. Down the that's exactly that what we're going to do. So, yeah, that's it. So, lots of fun at their event. And we have one uh, to win the raffle as well. You do have one to win the raffle, which I will I will sign. So, we actually sign. have 24 copies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's depleting uh, stock, guys. Get in now. Yeah, exactly. It's already going <laughs> to take advantage. Yeah, no. So, uh, if you want to wait till uh, then and get it in person. Um, yeah, absolutely fine. And uh, yeah, cool. And, I want a bit of train reading on the way home, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a really light-hearted, funny book. Tom, uh, Jamie, those guys have got to head back to Newcastle that night. I often <laughs> see them sat at their table, beer in hand, playbook open. Yeah, exactly the, debating that. the intricacies. They can the they can do a live draft fantasy. using the book and then go, "What a piece of rubbish this is!" <laughs> <laughs> it's also um, on the really nice paper that you can make notes on. Is it? Pencil so you can run that and then resell it on eBay that, later. Yeah, I've been told that that is a, a big selling point of the book. It's, it's really nice. And you I love buying second-hand books and when you get them and you open them up and someone's already scored notes and pen, like paper, pencil <laughs> over them. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, final reminder as well, next week, Sunday, 8.30 a.m. for you, SFB Podathon. That's right. 9.30 for me. And then we'll both be back next Monday, so a double dose of each of us. Uh, I, will be, I, I will caveat this. I will be severely hungover. Um, yes, you're out, aren't you, the night before? Yeah, I'm on stag do. Nice, not your own, <laughs> not my own. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm on tuning in, tied to a lamppost. Uh, yeah, so it'll be it'll be good fun. Um, I will be, yeah, I will be severely hungover. So if I look like crap, um, it's just an improvement on how I normally look. Fair. Do you reckon <laughs> they'd like my wallpaper? On their they'd love it. I think you've got to do it from that room. Do you reckon? Okay, I'll do it. From this I room. reckon you should try and spin a yarn and say that that's like. A official Scottish tartan that you had to go to like Edinburgh to buy. Um, and it's like, <laughs> and it custom really... made my family tartan, even though I've not got any Scottish yeah, yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> they 
do it. Do it and see how many people actually believe the story that he makes. They'll just discredit me, Murph. We'll have no listeners because my reputation will be discredited. It won't. We'll, we'll enhance it. Find our way. People who've been listening to the clock so they can actually see it. I'm real in the UK at the time. <laughs> there you go. Look at that. All right. I've never proved it. Awesome. Uh, I think that's about it, right? That's it. So tune in next week. Um, we're going to start doing some strategy series again. Yes. We're going to do position by position uh, previews. We have yeah. some great friends to come on and break those down over the next few weeks. So we're just tying up guests, um, but I've got some good ones uh, coming on, some good friends of mine and yours who will be joining yes. us. Um, I know Pat Fitzmaurice will be one of those, Justin Boone. We're just getting close to getting a date, and there's a couple more I want to bring on as well. So we're going to review position by position, players we love, players we don't love, ADP cost. Um, just to sharpen those pencils now, we're getting to the point where drafts are starting. Well, yeah. We want to make sure everyone's prepared. This month, isn't it? We've got FFCC, Scott Fishball, we've got the JTT Cup, we've got the UK FFC event and live draft. Warrior, Warrior Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, these are insane stuff that's dying. This is, this is our busy time of year. It's like Christmas for us, right? Yeah, this is it now. So, you know, Scottish Bowl starts a week today, so we'll probably be drafting. Yeah, wow. we'll be drafting uh, live on the pod, probably. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully we've made a We're pick. We're both at the same spot as well. Yeah, both picking from the sixth spot. So yeah. uh, it's exciting. Did time. you see the so, live draft? I just want to quickly, quickly, because we're really short on time. One guy took five tight ends in the first six rounds from pick six. Your thoughts? Uh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I, I think sometimes people do quirky things to to do quirky things to get notoriety. And do you know what? I don't mind it because yeah. it's a big tournament. Yeah. It's two thousand, three thousand. I don't know how many people in the SFP this year. A lot. Three thousand, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. So three thousand people probably not going to win. Do something that's going to get you a few followers on Twitter. Why not? I mean, I wouldn't do yeah. it, but I'm all for it. Um, hey. But I wouldn't. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't do it. I think. Uh, yeah, I think I'd be. I'm I'm still debating on quarterback quarterback start. Okay, I think my my head is there. I don't sure if my gut is there. Yet. We will differ then. We will probably yeah. Differ. We will. So this will be interesting. We'll touch on it next week. Yeah, we'll see where we are because I'm I'm still sort of finalizing strategy based on ADPs and things. So I'm gonna have a really mm. good week. Put my head down. I've got a four hour ADPs for SFPs. I'm really struggling with because all of the mocks. Uh, there's so much. How can I put it? Trialing different ways out there, but the data is just skewed massively on them, some of them. So yeah. <laughs> that's we'll what it normally is like. So like, you yeah. can't tell that guy mocks taking five tight ends in six rounds. So you know no. it's done. It is it's what it is. Right. It is awesome though. Awesome. Right. Thank you, sir. Thank Thanks you guys so. for listening. Congratulations to the winners. I'll be in touch later on this evening and do buy a copy of Playbook and until the Sunday for the Pokemon and then next week as always don't forget to keep rushing Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.